Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality, and you're naked and screaming. It's like... (laughs) Follow us for free on Apple Podcasts and all major podcast platforms. For more information, go to chinwagpod.fm. And find enlightenment through our Instagram or TikTok at chinwagpod or on Twitter at chinwag underscore pod. on cinephobe i'm buzzed i'm buzzed i'm not drunk and also i don't have anything to drink right now so i'm gonna sober up that's the good news the bad news is typically when i'm buzzed and then i start to sober up i really get very antsy and irritable because i don't like the feeling so i don't know i might take it up you don't like the feeling of sober did you mean to say fuzz the first time When I say a quote, it's not because I think you guys haven't said it yet. It's because I'm trying to establish the fucking line I said. That's all I'm trying to do so it doesn't seem like a non sequitur. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, I mean? I'm responding to that because you guys move fucking blazing fast sometimes, and I don't have a problem with it. I'm just trying to slow you guys down and re-fucking... You sound like you don't have a problem with it. God fucking damn it. Now, oh, it's a... Uh, 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 oh, shit. It's a cosmic mix of the action of the 90s combined with the exploitation films of the 70s. But with modern touches, it's hyper-violence, but it knows that it is. It's a little bit Tarantino. 
It's definitely a little bit Michael Mann. It's kind of a cosmic gumbo. It almost goes to the beat of jazz. People are genetically inferior, or they're culturally crippled, or they're socially deprived. How come God couldn't make everyone one color? Like ten. I wish I'd fucked a black broad before I got married. I could really feel 400 years of oppression and anger in every pelvic thrust. I can smell horny across an ocean. <sighs> Not all women. Good for you, man. Good for you, good for you. Just the hot ones. Hello. Oprah. You're not allowed to go down on me for one month. No, Judith, Don't please. Don't make me take away your masturbation privileges. Yeah, I'm horny too, baby. Hey, Chowman. Come on, Donnie. Well, you want to exercise my dominance. Scaring. I'm getting a patriarchal urge. Me. Just keep doing what you're doing. We're a team. We work together. I don't know if you were paying attention. <laughs> I wasn't. Please, goddammit! Just one more drink! I'll call your tits with a knife, you bitch! Five whiskeys? That's breakfast on the river. Yo, you have to clip it, Maze. Clip what? A fucking tiger? What are you talking about? It's not that hard. Just chop, chop, boom, out. Wow, Maze has a really hard job. <laughs> this is going to be the worst episode we've ever done. My people don't give a ding-dong diddly about what flag fly over Hawaii. You bore me, Fury. Where is the microfilm? It's nothing but a bag of meat and flesh and tendon. Why didn't they just name him Spaghetti Lasagna? Fuck, this movie's two hours long? Not the whole thing. This is like the John Gruden emails of movies. Do you like ducks? Or a trench coat full of bees flying around? Like, that would scare me. Bees, bees, bees are cool. That's a duck, man. No, I get it. Coolio. You're the devil's baby mama. I didn't lie, Annie. I just didn't tell you certain things. Don't play no reindeer games with me. An American ninja. What are you talking about? There's no such thing. gotten rich off of the people in this town. <laughs> you bet your ass I have. And I'm gonna get richer. Coglin's Law. Go into incredibly descriptive details of the story so we all know. Oh man, I wish I had better notes. Have you ever heard such a pile of shit? Once I get a DVD player, I'm gonna watch Gallowalkers once a day. Come here and give me a squudge. You know what to do from here, internet. <laughs> all right, cool. Let me Google how to open QuickTime. Justice is blind. He's got space dementia. But it can be hurt. Time to find out exactly what this ooze can do. Pull the fucking rabbit out of your dick and phobe. I'm Temecula's newest heart on, dog. Hey, look at here. Why don't we eat us a few thousand beers and you can tell me what's buzzing in the big bad city. Come on, yeah! I keep ah! look out
Fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out. We get a chain reaction. All of Aquatica is shaking. Big in hash gets knocked into the water. It hits the fuel tank area. That explodes. Massive mm -hmm. fucking flame cloud. We get a cool shot of the fire from under the water, and Michael Bay would be proud. LL gets knocked down in the kitchen. Loud oh, no, is no. fucked up. The surface tower area and seaplane explodes. LL doesn't get knocked down. LL falls backwards like Joe Gatto, and I gave him another <laughs> ass off for that because he goes, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and he hangs on for dear life. And then he... And then he guzzles cooking wine. Finds a bottle of cooking wine or some shit and says, I'm going to take this as a sign. Yeah. Chugs it. Not the whole thing. Sam looks to the big viewing window and says, tell me that's not what I think it is. My favorite is Higgins yelling, where is he now? Oh, man. Bitch, what do you mean where is he now? The whole shit exploded. Is Skarsgård still alive? Yes, because yes, he's got the oxygen mask on. So he's still living through all this. And that's why I gave this a Golden Dumpster nomination. <laughs> this shark is pushing Skarsgård's gurney like a fucking massive cart at Home Depot. Yep. You know what it is, Zach? Have you ever done this? You go to the supermarket or Costco or Home Depot or whatever. You get your shit. You go to your car. You load your shit up. You're going to return the cart because you're an honest citizen, right? Yeah, but you go fast. They have the cart return, which is like a little pen. And rather than push the cart all the way up, you give it one, two, three, and a shove. And a big heave, yeah. <laughs> Watch it looking hurdle. It kind of wobbles a little bit. And you're like, oh, shit, is it going to go off to the side? <laughs> it starts to fall like, no. And you start to do English. Yeah. You got to give it English. Like, oh, go. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what this shark did. The goddamn scars guard. Now here's the thing. He makes contact with the glass. It starts to crack. Face first. Why the fuck are these just standing there watching? Get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? You're underwater. Well, Sam tries. Sam tries to move them. He's grabbing fake hash. But they wait till the last second. Yeah. Also, if the glass couldn't even take the impact of a human being crashing into it how is it holding against the ocean why doesn't i don't know one of the eight thousand pound sharks give it a little love tap well they don't want to break their nose thomas jane with a wildly bad and unnecessary dive that totally missed the stairs <laughs> he dove for those <laughs> stairs i'm giving that an f minus dude <laughs> everyone else made it up the stairs no problem he gets the carson phillips award of trying to dive off the roof for the tree bridge yeah pretty much yeah they're struggling with the door that's stuck water crashing in slow motion they need him to open it but of course he takes the longest to get up there LL tries to call Janice in the tower with a crank phone. Is that 20 CB or is that just an Aquatica thing? I think that's an Aquatica thing. That's an underwater thing. I want to say, yeah. you know, cell towers and shit like that. So they kind of have to call like that. Got to crank it. Mm -hmm. Crank that soldier boy. Oh, you. Travis Barker. <laughs> While everyone is trying to get this door settled, not fake Anne Hesh. She's just yelling no yeah. and doing jack shit. Well, see, Zach, she's distressed yeah, because she was assaulted by Stellan Skarsgård shortly before he got murdered. So she's still in the throes of trauma. Assaulted? She's in love with him. He grabbed the fuck out of her face was the joke that I was making there. Oh. Didn't really seem like she was into it. But yes, they are 
quote unquote in love. Other parts of the lower level are already flooding. It's the only way up because the elevator automatically shuts down to keep the shaft from filling up. There's no way up. A little creeping around as his level starts to flood. He starts talking to God. This is a lesson about the drinking. Drops the bottle, puts his hands up. Let's just say I've learned. I said, who's he talking to? And then he says something about the Lord is a guy. He's talking to God. And I asked, is this Cobra formula? When I'm the one who's asking. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. When the audience members are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they answer it after a delay. Is that an interactive 4D Corporal formula. Also, we get a shot of his shoes, and I said, What are those? <laughs> he says, I know your wrath, Lord. And God responds, I am wrath. <laughs> yep. No need to get all carried away showing me your vengeful side. You see, guys, they call him preach because it's short for preacher, and he's religious. Ah, got it. Carter has an idea to get to the wet entry <laughs> and take the subs up two at a time. You got to go down to get up. Same note, too, bro. Can you feel the tension? In the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Hello gets to a stairwell. The stairwell is rumbling. The bird flies down the hallway. Water's coming down the stairs. It's yeah, flooded. That's not the bird. Oh, no? That is a CGI representative <laughs> for the bird. All right. It comes flooding down. It takes LL down the hallway. As the crew is walking down their hallway, they hear someone. The sound LL makes in the water comes crashing down. Oh. That's ass off. <laughs> ass off. I laughed so hard. <laughs> it's the water crashing against the door. That's the noise they hear. Could be the lab equipment banging against the door. And Carter says, not a chance. I mean, guys, there has to be some chance of that being true. Even if you think it's the sharks. You gotta rock with the fish keeper on this one, man. The fish keeper? When LL falls, I said, this shit might win it for me. <laughs> As he swept away, <laughs> goes, ah! <laughs> the Doppler effect of Ah. bolts are flying out of the door from the water pressure they gotta get past that door they run once again carter keeps sliding he yeah. slides more in this movie than he does in 61 this dude is throwing his body all over the place every time what the fuck is this vest or fucking tank top that thomas jane is wearing it's a fish keeper vest he can't stay on his feet for shit please clip in the football scene from wedding crashers what are you doing it's a game of touch every time i look over you're on your ass again my lungs, I'd scream at you. Oh, now you're going to blame me? Because you're not athletic enough to stay on your two feet? I hate you. They get to the chamber door they need. The water's flooding in again. There's more flooding in this movie than hard rain. Yeah, got a flood. As they're waiting to get to the door, fucking ass on Saffron is <laughs> bouncing around. And says, she looks like she has to take a dump immediately. I've seen that look. I've had that look on my face. Oh, yeah. As I'm waiting for an elevator to go upstairs in the elsewhere. Like, I got to take a shit. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. They finally get in. We see more shots of the surface tower on fire. We see a shark go through an opening in the wall in the facility. Swim down the stairs. Ominous. Hello, roaming around, calling out for bird. Come on, bird. Where are you, bird? The bird's name is bird. <laughs> bird, bird, bird. Bird, bird, bird. Hey, hey, you dickhead. Fat butt. I wondered, maybe it's the shark evolving, trying to trick him and yelling out things like the parrot. Oh. Lights cut out. Sam confronts Thomas Jane, calls him cowboy. Saffron wants to keep moving. I'm tough guy talking to him. I translated it as shut up, bitch. Oh, oh. But I realized that's not what he said. Because uh -huh. you're a misogynist. No. What he said was, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Was that a goddamn shark broke through that door? I expect so. You expect so? Huh. Well, well, well. Am I the only asshole who thinks that's a tad bit odd? It can do that? 
Bust through a steel door? I ain't the expert. Ass off as he stares at Thomas Jane, by the way. Great dirty look at ass on Saffron, too. Giving Gen 2 size and some room to move. Given its combine measurements and 40 times, she could put a couple of tons, maybe more into a hit. Yeah, in my opinion, she wants through. She's coming. And these sharks, they aren't just breaking down doors for the sheer joy of it, are they? They're after us. Pretty damn obvious. We don't know what they're doing yet. Just what the hell did you do to those sharks? Their brains weren't large enough to harvest sufficient amounts of the protein complex. So we violated the Harvard Compact. Right here, when we get the callback and the explanation that we violated the Harvard Compact, that's when you got to clear the runways, baby. Oh, yeah, that's what I had to. Headed to Plotlift downtown. Professor Cheekbone's serious face is the most incredible thing I've seen since young Frank Dukes following a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know what else is incredible? When she says, as a side effect of making their brains bigger, the sharks got smarter. And Higgins goes, you stupid bitch. See, you stupid bitch. You haven't thought of the smell. (laughs) Ass on for the cry. I didn't want this to happen with this research. We could practically wipe out degenerative brain disease. Think of the generations that would be saved. Exactly how many sticks of dynamite you need to set <laughs> off in years before your head cleared. Bad writing. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. I wouldn't, huh? Dumb old Carter wouldn't understand that you used us. You used me. Someone on the water who wouldn't make waves. He catches fish and feelings, guys. Oh, and from this point on, I call him dumb old Carter. Oh, same <laughs> notes, too. <laughs> DOC. Young old Carter wouldn't understand that you used us, that you used me. Someone on the water who wouldn't make waves. Someone who wouldn't ask too many questions because he had something to lose. You don't see what we've done here. And what you've done is taken God's oldest killing machine and given it will and desire. What you've done is knock us all the way to the bottom of the goddamn food chain. It's not a great leap forward in my book. Hold on, dumb old Carter. (laughs) You're just one rung below the sharks now. You're not at the bottom of the food chain unless we're of the opinion if you're not first, you're last when it comes to the food chain. But I don't think that's how it works. People will say, Jim, Brenda, us. All right, people. These sharks are thinking hard and clear. So here's the riddle. What does an 8,000-pound Mako shark with a brain the size of a flathead V8 engine and no natural predators think of? I'm not waiting around here to find out. Now you see how that works? She's screwed with the sharks, and now the sharks, they're screwing with us. That line from Rappaport doesn't make any sense as a response. It's like nine beats too late. They had to get him into the conversation somehow because he hasn't talked in 10 minutes. I promise they didn't. His goatee's talking enough. This whole time, I'm like, who is Rappaport? He's reminding me of a character in a movie that we've done. We're probably about like 10 minutes away from it, but I will reveal at that point exactly who 
Michael Rapport is. And then it makes sense. Everything makes sense after that. LL is shivering his ass off, nipple deep in the water as a playboy floats by. He really is ass off. I believed he was cold. Shark Vision returns right there. Second of all, LL is killing when he says, please let me get out of this. And then we get to him shivering. And I said, shut it down. No more submissions. My golden dumpster. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like to do this in the middle. I like to wait till the end and list them all out. Is him shivering? Come on. I mean, (laughs) 1000%. His shiver is my golden dumpster. What the fuck? I refuse to even consider any more nominees. He takes time out of his shivering to check out that Playboy centerfold, though. Temptation. And I remind you, the J in Jaws is for horny. Horny. He goes into the kitchen, grabs a frying pan. We get shark vision again. Is he in the kitchen alone? (laughs) He grabs a crucifix and prays and wants to know how the sharks don't break through the ocean. Rapport explains a titanium fence gives so it won't break. It's like a net. And then dumb old Carter wants to discuss in the sub on the way up to the top. Oh, man. Scoggs is pure jargon and exposition. Meanwhile, the shark walks through the doors like it's a saloon in the Old West. Uh-huh. The door's just swinging. Fucking Doc Holiday. <laughs> Rustily swings open. Fucking swings open. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> this town ain't big enough for the both of us kind of walk through that door. <laughs> oh, slow and shit. It's not like crashing through shit. <laughs> It, partner. <laughs> I'm the shark in these parts. Saloon, not prospector. <laughs> LL climbs up on a shelf. He kicks over some bowls, startles the parrot on the top shelf, flutters around and settles on a pot floating in the water. That pot is named Live Forever. It once again says, Eat me, asshole. LL reaching for it with bloody hands. Please, baby. See daddy smiling? Oh. Bring your feathery ass here. Come on. Yeah. And boom, the shark jumps out of the water and eats the fuck out of that bird. It was an ass off duel between LL and Frank Walker the parrot up until this point. <laughs> LL grasping onto this thing falls back. I've just sent you guys the picture. <laughs> Zoom in on his face doing a perfect Joe Gatto as he falls back into the water. He also kind of looks like he's fucking that faking rack. (laughs) (laughs) He looks around, sees the oven, and climbs inside it just in time. And now it can't get through an oven door? No, man. He doesn't have enough room to move. That's a serious oven. Rapport says nothing could have exploded up top to cause enough force for the sub to be junked now. And I said, do we have ourselves a steel beam situation, boys? Oh, interesting. You got a conspiracy theory about this sub. I see. Fake Anne Hesh has space madness, space dementia. She jokes that they could just dive in and see who makes it to the top. Isn't that the old Aquatica spirit, Dr. Susie? Dive in. You could go first. Lead by example. Look, Saffron Bros is definitely a dumb bitch, but your boyfriend was equally responsible for all the decisions here, Higgins. I'll remind you of a horseman. Bad writing. Sam is arguing with Rappaport about putting on wetsuits, fight hypothermia, wonders if anyone has a better idea. That's some great exposition by him with his pep talk. I love Samuel L. Jackson. He's one of my favorite actors ever. And almost every character he has is incredibly likable and knowledgeable, whatever. But when he says, unless someone got a better idea, we are going to have to swim out of here. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Swim out of here? Have you seen this shit? the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, here's my question about that. It's a bad idea. Don't get me wrong. But if all these sharks are now in the facility. Well, they don't know that. Okay. I guess that's true. They don't know where the sharks are. Also, a shark can easily get out quicker than them and get them. Let me just throw this out there, Zach. There are also non-genetically modified sharks. 
that are all over these waters in Baja, California. Yeah, but they don't have a taste for human flesh. Well, I mean, they're going to give it a try, and then they realize they don't like it, and then they're going to let you go. Back in the kitchen, the shark is slamming into the oven repeatedly, somehow turns it on, then it cracks the glass with its nose. Well, I wrote that in all its thrashing, it put on a chef's hat and turned on the oven to try to cook them. They're too smart. Smart sharks. LL uses his tiny little hatchet that he's been carrying around to chop Chop, oh, oh, chop oh, through oh. the roof to get into the one above. Oh, 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 hold on. <laughs> said, I'm not Daniel when he faced the lion, so I appreciate the irony. Lord Cook dies in his own oven, but I chop, got chop, <laughs> plans, chop. He climbs up to the top as the shark backs up for one last ram. Impossible. <laughs> A shark backing up. He climbs out, dives in the water, swims to the door, takes out a soaking wet lighter. The Zippo lighter. He lights this thing. You ate my bird. Throws it across the room. Perfect toss. It hits the shark in the oven as the shark comes out of the water. The kitchen explodes as LL dives out of the room. Massive explosion. And he avoids the CGI fire. Now, I ask you, what's more impressive? That or the match toss that Tom Cruise does in Jamaica on cocktail? Chucks that lit match. It's definitely Tom Cruise. No, no, no. I'm going to say it's LL. You know why? Because he's black. Yeah. No, because Tom Cruise is missing a very crucial element. A base explosion? The tough guy talk. You ate my bird. Oh, yeah. The TGT. That's fair. That's how do you like your ribs territory is what that is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how do you like your ribs award? Well, not as witty, right? How do you like your ribs has a double entendre? Yeah. This is just literally exposition. You ate my bird. No, it's not as good, but it's still tough guy talk. Carter asked Rappaport if that was an explosion from the surface. Is that the surface? No. Vibrations are too deep. That was from inside. <laughs> the deepest it's ever been. They're all putting on wetsuits. Sam has his on. Dumb old Carter says, I wouldn't get that close if I were you. <laughs> just a suggestion. Water's murky. Might make it. No way. No way we won't. It's 230 feet from the lagoon floor to lagoon service. Average human swims two feet per second. Average shark swims 50 feet per second. Rappaport's position. This is where it all made sense. Rappaport is doing his best Charlie Murphy in Harlem Nights impression with these calculations. <laughs> and then it all made sense. Yeah, I'm in. I hadn't considered that. What a great callback. He moves all this shit out of the way to reveal a maintenance ladder. Higgins says she loves him. TJ, but why do I feel a butt coming? Coming on. Whoa. Basically, if things haven't been stabilized and there's been a breach, they're fucked. It'll fuck up the wet pool. It'll fill up the whole facility with water. Yeah. Saffron says they're better off taking their chances with the sharks. Hey, you want to go swimming with your little fishes, miss? Go right ahead, okay? Little fishes, miss? Oh. Me, I'm opening the store. I'm climbing out here. I'm going to Yankee Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same note, too. <laughs> Scoggs is young. I don't work for you anymore. Sam says, enough! That's enough now from all of you! And I set up. <laughs> Clip this, dude. Holy shit. This is incredible exposition, and also, it doesn't make a lick of sense. You think water's fast? You should see ice. It moves like it has a mind. Like it knows it killed the world once. It got a taste for murder. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Ice? One is not faster Fast than water. water. Sorry. <laughs> two, it does not have a taste for murder. Look, man, <laughs> you murdered two people. <laughs> it sounds good, okay? It doesn't. No, it sounded amazing. It sounds good when he says it. No, because when he said it, I said, what the fuck does that even mean? Who are you talking to? I said, oh, shit. He's about to tell us what happened in the Himalayas or the Alps or one of those mountains. When the avalanche came, took us a week to climb out. And somewhere... We lost hope. 
Now, I don't know exactly when we turned on each other. I just know that seven of us survived the slide, and only five made it out. Now, we took an oath that I'm breaking now. Swore that we say it was the snow that killed the other two. But it wasn't. Nature can be lethal. But it doesn't hold a candle to man. Now you've seen how bad things can get and how quick they can get that way. Well, they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to pull together and we're going to find a way to get out of here. First, we're going to seal off this is a fucking golden dumpster man not ll cool j shivering no 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 it's absolutely this is the easy golden dumpster pick though the front runner but maze you're coming at it as someone who's never seen this movie so this scene must have been incredibly powerful to you. No, because this is the only thing that I knew was going to happen because of Chappelle's show. Nah. <laughs> no, you knew Samuel L. was going to get, but you didn't know how it was going to happen. A fucking shark ate me. <laughs> no, no, Zach, you with me, right? Unless he's seen the clip before, because the clip's been everywhere, right? So then now we've got a Hulk Ragnarok situation. Yes, that's what I meant. Obviously, it wasn't in the trailer, but if you saw the movie one time, you'd never forget. It's so well known. Yeah. So that's why, like, even though you know a shark eats him, you don't know how it goes down i will say this for as much horrific writing that is in this movie having him get eaten here after this great speech oh yeah is fucking incredible dude we'll get to it in the trivia another reason why this is a golden dumpster is for this npc video game what happens with the cgi digitized character that the shark eats. I wrote the shark is ass off, but <laughs> CGI Sam is ass on. That's a background character from Lara Croft Tomb Raider. That's the level of graphics we're talking about this shit, man. That's some like original Resident <laughs> Evil shit, right? There. there is no face on that Sam Jackson capture. This is Grand Theft Auto Vice City in the flesh. And then it gets slow-mo dragged back into the pool. That's a stuntman, though. You think? Yes, they changed it. Because it goes from the shot of the video game character, then a shot of the reaction, then back to a stuntman getting dragged in. The wet pool fills with blood, and we go under Aquatica. Two sharks rip them apart. They rip them in half. And Scoggs with the Captain Obvious lines, It just ate them! It just say them, Christ! He's just fucking exposition technician. He's crumbling. He says he'll stay and wait for someone to come rescue him. But TJ demands that Scoggs give him more jargon exposition. He's expositioning how the Titanic submarine got crushed. Yes, and it's also structure position for the Aquatica to calm him down. Yeah, just think about your facts and your statistics. That'll take you to your happy place. Should have just given him fentanyl, and then he would have gone to his happy face a lot faster. Shout out to Charlie Murphy. 3,200 tons of water in here, and then the support struts go first. Their tolerance is about seven tons. Don't crack like toothpicks. Walls will buckle. Can't handle more than 10 tons of pressure. You want to be here for that, man? He does not. 
Hell no! They open the door to the shaft. It creates a vacuum that is ocean spraying out of the pool. Like all faithful. They get in the shaft. They try to close the door. It's filling up fast, but they get the door closed and locked. I love that the ladies never help get any of these doors open. It's a man job. It's a dope scene with the fiery shit falling as the water's rising. Super dope scene. The flaming embers, the massive fireball at the top of the tunnel. They got to make it to level one, then they can take the stairs up. Shark vision! Goes into the wet pool and ramming the door to the shaft. How did the shark know it went in there? Big ass brains, I mean. These sharks are everywhere. They anticipate, like, Nick Cage and Next. Well, there's a line later that explains that in a pretty fantastic way. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging, It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Carter says, let's get the hell out of here. And some dramatic music plays. He's going to open the access door to level two to buy them time. And it's time for some Cobra formula huh? from Rappaport. They're big, real big. What's that? Size of your, your brass, brass balls. balls. <laughs> Cobra formula. It reminded me of one of my favorite commercials of all time. This is a Guinness commercial where they're interviewing the Pilgrim, I guess represents Thanksgiving. How do you feel about the brewers of Guinness petitioning to make St. Patrick's Day an official holiday? Wow. You have got some brass, son. Like this Pilgrim is completely fucking offended. That you would dare ask to put St. Patrick's Day on the same plane as fucking Thanksgiving. It's 
fucking amazing ass off for the pilgrim. The shark plows through the door. Shark vision. Shafts start filling real fast. There's no handle or crank or wheel or anything on this door. So Thomas Jane's literally going to fingertip it, boys. He tries to finger it with a knife. He breaks his knife. It's a little bit open. He's getting blasted by water in both directions. He barely gets up on the ladder and avoids the shark. We get an outside shot of Aquatica. The ladder falls. It gets turned into a monkey bars bridge. Fake Aunt Hesh falls into the water. She fell in the water and I said immediately, Jan is cooked. Absolutely. Carter gets to the middle, hangs upside down, reaches for her. She's just yelling, I don't want to die. I can't reach. Yep. She gets pulled under, but reemerges in a shark's mouth. Blood everywhere. And I wrote, Jan didn't deserve to die this way. What? She's dead weight. You know who deserved to die this way? Ass on Saffron deserves to die this way. She's terrible. I'm not saying that Jan didn't deserve to die. I meant this way. No, no, no. No, we still got to pay off this zero tension between her and Thomas Jane. Yeah. We really need to dive into that in the third act. I don't think we've gotten enough of that yet. Oh, sweet Annie. <laughs> sweet Annie. Also, this scene of him hanging upside down by his knees is like Cliffhanger, another Rennie Harlan movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure is. Everybody just sits on the ladder in shock, even though there's a fucking shark in there. Uh-huh. And the water's rising. They can't reach level one from where their wedge is too high. They hear the banging of the aquatica walls, think the shark's probably flooded level two. And that's when, hey, LL, there to save the day from level one. Same note too. Wait, is this plot lift off? No, this is not plot lift off. LL salutes them and helps them up with a makeshift rope that he made real quick. Real quick, yeah. LL wonders if they're all that made it. There's a really awkward no response. Scoggs wants to take the stairs up to the surface, but LL says they're flooded. Scoggs yells, wants a goddamn break. I think in this scene, there's tension between cheekbones and LL. Is there? Isn't there? Welcome to Cinephobe. Welcome to Cinephobe. Welcome to Aquatica. It's vibrating. <laughs> he always answers. Sometimes the answer you get isn't the answer you want. What? God. He's talking about God. No. Again, sounds cool. No. No, it sounds cool. It doesn't. If I hear it and go, what? It doesn't sound cool. Okay. So you didn't think that Samuel L. speech sounded cool? No, he was great. No, that speech was great. I'm saying that wasn't great. That didn't sound cool. It's kind of the same shit, though. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, it doesn't matter because it got dumb old Carter inspired. <laughs> dumb old. 60 feet from the surface. <laughs> another emergency hatch. Jargon exposition. Build pumps. Storm runoff. They can drain a whole stairway. We're going to find a way to get a dumb old Carter award in this thing. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> they break into Higgins's room. They get reminiscent about poker night. Uh, poker talk. Remember when she would always go for the inside street? I had the hugest boner. <laughs> There's some random power bar product placement. But he shits on it. And LL refuses to eat them. That's kind of odd. Even in death. Standards. Yeah. Something in here has to run on batteries. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> High five, guy. Where would a girl keep her mm, thing? Hey, what's the matter with you? TJ is finding a first aid kit to treat his arm wound. The sharks can smell blood or wine or horniness. Yeah. going to coat it with oil. I don't think that's going to work. Sweet Saffron admits that maybe he was right. Trying to apologize. <laughs> get back in his good graces. Hello, Sweet Saffron. <laughs> I know, Susan. And I just thought of fucking Blake, man. Hey, save nothing. Bro. I was like, her name's Susan? <laughs> okay, Susan. <laughs> Everything I've done, I don't think I could have done it without you. Shut the fuck up. Now she has an attack of conscience? Yeah, right. Fuck out of here. Meanwhile, in the other room, Ello and Rappaport can't believe it's only 4 a.m. One night feels like a whole week. Relative. 
What do you mean? Einstein's theory of relativity. Einstein's theory of cobra formula? <laughs> Grab hold of a hot pan. A second can seem like an hour. Put your hands on a hot woman. An hour can seem like a second. It's all relative. I spent four years at Caltech, and that's the best physics explanation I've ever heard. This is a goddamn golden dumpster, man. This is incredible. This is so stupid. This is one of the best... See, this is so <laughs> stupid. And I wrote, damn, LL is horny. <laughs> I spent four years at Bronx Community College. And that's the best <laughs> physics explanation I've ever heard. <laughs> Only someone explained it like this, I would have passed my midterms. <laughs> Carter tells LL to stick with cheekbones. He and Scoggs going to try to drain the stairwell. Scoggs asked Preach to zip him up, then they dap to overcompensate for the manliness. <laughs> I love New York. <laughs> New York. <laughs> Ominous music. Carter and Scoggs are swimming through the tunnel. One down. We got two sharks left, and there's you and the doc in the bathroom doing a little love. A little bathroom love. So if somebody has to point out that there was tension, there was no tension, guys. Come on. Well, if you're dumb old Carter, you're not going to pick up on the tension. They got a pill for what's wrong with you, Scoggs. Bitter. Cheeks wants to get stuff from her quarters, research data, tests they want. So much death all around us to risk any more life for some numbers. Not the data. Everyone dying isn't just tragic. It's useless. Death is always useless. Doctor. <laughs> A lot of wars would disagree. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Scoggs and dumb old Carter get to the lab corridor and dumb old Carter goes underwater searching. Scoggs is scared like a little bitch. Oh, shit. I missed the note where I, I was. So, damn. Zach, you're supposed to read this. Sorry. No. Oh. Sorry for the tardiness. Make Zach read this as the note. Death is always useless. Doctor. <laughs> Spelled D-A-H-K-A-T-A. <laughs> doctor, doctor. Let's go. He said, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we see a shark fin in the hallway. Thomas Jane gets caught in some wires. And then Stellan's corpse is still there. What the fuck? What is this? The event horizon? Yeah. And they're like, ah, ah. They both say, ah, yeah. in a very theatrical. <laughs> I love swimming to the surface so you can scream. Because underwater, no one can hear you scream. Just like space. So they could just breathe the whole time? Why is he spending so much time underwater? You go for air. How long can you guys hold your breath for? We've done this before. Scoggs <laughs> pops up. I know. More screaming. I think we did this in hard rate. Splashing in panic. And they got to move his panel. We do everything together, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet saffron. Now, LL finds a camera. A 20 CBS camcorder, man. Besides, he's going to record a selfie confessional clip it he is ass off here my name is sherman dudley and if this message finds you then i did not survive so this is my legacy i have loved the pulpit and i've loved the bottom i did my best to be a good husband a father i came up wanting so what do i have to say to you what mark do I have to leave behind? We will begin with the perfect omelet, which is made with two eggs, not three. Amateurs often add milk for density. This is a mistake. He turns into Julia Childs right there. <laughs> the shifting gears is so awesome. Oh, it's so good. How does he do it? Back to the underwater lab. They move the monitor and struggle to move the other equipment. Scoggs turns the right equipment on. Dumbo Carter starts getting scared. Yeah. Scoggs turns around and a CGI shark takes him out. Yo, right before he gets annihilated by the shark, he gives a thumbs up. Why? 
Why does he do that? Because he's a bingo. Then it pile drives him into the wall, wriggling back and <laughs> forth, finally cleaves him clean in two. His legs float and twitch, separated from his body like a chicken after its head gets cut off. So I have to ask you guys, did either Sam Jackson's death or Rappaport's death crack your top five deaths? Ooh. I mean, not Rappaport's, but Sam's is definitely in the conversation. I'm going to bump Landfill and Beer Fest out of my OLI, and I'm going to put wow. Sam Jackson Shark Snack as my OLI. You know what? No, I like my list. For me, I'll put him as the best OLI, moving Sandy Bullock's husband mowed down by a truck down. Wow, major bingo. Raptured out of your list, huh? <laughs> Raptured out of the list, yeah. I got to be honest. I'm an honest podcaster. By the way, Rappaport's leg twitching after it's been severed. That leg is ass off. Well, yeah, because it literally got bit off. Carter gets to the surface to get some air. He sees the entry pool and a door beyond it. The shark comes for him and immediately turns and misses him for some reason. Why? Because he's a fish keeper. <laughs> That's not a good reason. My note was does a drive-by for some reason. I'll get to you on the next one. He opens the door, spills into the dry hallway. Cheekbones is still trying to get to her quarters. He's a half-flooded hallway. She gets in the water. LL's got his recording in a plastic bag. LL is so sad when he realizes that Scoggs didn't make it. Yeah. They have a bond that I was not aware of. I guess that's the New York connection. Damn it, Scoggs. That was from the conversation they had about relativity. Oh, yeah. That's when they really bonded. LL and TJ do a double hands in, heads bowed moment of silence on his cross. I said, why is she still alive? I was very angry. And then I said, where's she going? Did I miss this part? I've been sneezing vigorously, so I might have missed the next position. <laughs> She's going to get her zip disks. I mean, yeah, uh, very important. Got it. Her dick dicks. Then TJ realizes that Saffron is missing, ass and Saffron, and goes scurrying after her. Oh, I'm done. Brothers never make it out of situations like this. Not ever. Cheekbones makes it to her locker. We see rippling in the water behind her. She grabs what she needs. A fin is right there. And, ah, mm. It's just the model of the shark. It's only a model. Bill Noir. From the beginning of the movie. And a real shark fin. Ah, Bill Noir again. Rises up and starts thrashing. How did the shark not go for the fake shark first? That's a good question. She hides behind a table, which works incredibly well. This genius shark is not going to be stymied by a table. Just going to throw that out there. And I don't any questions about the tables she starts stripping her clothes and i said okay i'm not mad at this as a tactic but also zero cheeks oh boy we even see her cheeks exactly exactly zach i wrote we almost got some gratuitous but not quite yeah like a very lazy this is her big underwear reveal this is how you really know she's the next jane carey all right so she's not electrocuted because she is standing on top of a wet table. She grounded herself. She's standing on her wetsuit. Yeah. And she's also got the rubber sock thing, the neoprene sock. At what point does the water stop being electrocuted by the open wire? That's an excellent question, sir. I'm sure it shorts out and like there's a shutoff somehow. I think it's just because there's so much water. But isn't that water fucking boiling at that point then? How long did she wait to get back in? I think once again, there's just so much water. I guess. These are great points. I don't know if that science checks out. I wish Scoggins was still alive to tell us, to explain it to us. Yeah. Also, I'll throw this out there. She's still ass on as she watches the shark get fried like my man from Hard Rain. She could not have given a fuck that she just killed that shark. <laughs> there's no relief. The only thing she cared about is that her zip discs, her dick, disc, dick, dick, dick. <laughs> 
dick, 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 dick. Are fried as well. Her dick pics. She sacrificed, guys. I wondered if she had to stand there forever now. By the way, Dead Shark, better actor than Art. <laughs> Carter is calling for her as they go through the hall. She's just in the water in her wetsuit now. She's fine. Wants to know if he did it and where Scoggs is. He shakes his head. So ass on with this line delivery, man. Did you do it? Where's Scoggins? And LL. Look, I hate to interrupt this moment. This moment of burgeoning intimacy. What intimacy? What intimacy? What intimacy? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, LL? Sweet saffron. But can we get the fuck out of here? <laughs> they get to the last exit option. Carter says the sharks are attracted to bright colors and churning water, so they get fire extinguishers to distract them. What? They're going to put the fire extinguishers on the life preservers. I thought these were smart sharks. Is this the only way? Exit's flooded. Whole place is sinking. This way or no way at all. She's ass on as she tries to come to grips with this. You can bring on the good news at any time now. You weren't the sunny kid in your class, were you? What? I never went to class. Huh? What? Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> mm. Same note too, bro. <laughs> never went to class. 60 feet to the surface, exhale on the way up. They're going to fill the room with water. They all grasp hands. LL starts reciting Psalm 23, 4. Same as the opening to Gangster's Paradise. Coolio movie? Yep. Because I carry a big stick and I'm the meanest motherfucker in the valley. Two sharks down, Lord. One demon fish to go. Can I get an amen? Amen. You ready? Nah, not in the least. No, 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 no. It doesn't go to that. He says, can I get an amen? They say amen. He says, I can't hear you. Motherfucker, we don't have time for this. For you to hype this up. We're not going out to play game five of the fucking <laughs> conference semis, man. All right, he releases the hash. They go up with the extinguishers, turn them on, let them go. They swim right next to the extinguishers, so I don't know what that accomplished. The shark snatches that fire extinguisher up like an amused boosh. <laughs> They reach the surface of the Aquatica. Shark grabs LL, starts carrying him through the water. He grabs his crucifix, rips it off his neck, and starts stabbing the shark like crazy. Dumb old Carter has to tell cheekbones to swim. She was just going to wade water. LL finally gets it in the eye. It lets him go. And we get an aerial shot of the wrecked Aquatica from above. He is losing a fuck ton, ton of blood, blood, of course. Absolutely. But they're treating and cleaning his wound. It's the devil, you know. And he closes his ass, his eyes very ass on. Closes his ass. <laughs> until he's ass off again, which I thought was very, very incredible. Like he could do that. Dumb old Carter notices the fences underneath are titanium, but just steal above the water. How does he notice that, Zach? Does he do it with Cobra formula? Son of a bitch. <laughs> what? Those fences are titanium underneath, but on top, they're just plain steel. They've been hurting us, pushing us where they want using us to flood the facility. They're fucking sharks. No, they're smart sharks, Zach. What are you talking about? It's all been part of the Sharks Master plan, Zach. They have systems. They've been butt funneling <laughs> Thomas Jane and Safford Burroughs <laughs> up to the surface. Oh my God. That's the answer to the riddle because that's what an 8,000 pound Mako thinks about. About freedom. About the deep blue sea. Ah! Ah, he said it. That it. Oh, it's so fucking forced, man. That is the Superman <laughs> for the quest for peace. That is so forced. We have to kill her. Uh, that's the first real smart thing you said all day. The shark is ramming the fence. They grab a bunch of gear, starts pouring gunpowder from flares into a spear. Exactly two and a half sticks of dynamite worth. Is that how that works? Hook it up to this car battery and then boom goes the dynamite. Mm -hmm. Carter says she's too far away. I know how to get her. How? 
bait uh, over formula. Jesus. Uh, but also, I said, no, you don't get to die honorably. Fuck you. Uh-uh. This is all your fucking fault. She cuts her hands open with the rustiest, tetanus, roughest, <laughs> coarsest piece of metal I've ever seen. Scrappiest metal. Oh, my God. In our metal inventory. She'd be dead from a staph infection before she hits the water. She may be the smartest animal in the world, but she's still just an animal. Come to mama. What? This writing. (laughs) She jumps in the water with her bloody hands. She is bleeding a lot out of her hands. She could have just put her hand in the water. What are you doing? I too was confused by this. This shark stops trying to go through the fence because it smells blood. Uh And I'm sorry, LL, but we got ourselves a horse race for ass off. Oh, with this shark? Oh my God. This scene alone. Now, hold on. Lock it in. Zach, you are purporting that. This scene, this shark, that this shark gets ass off. I'm saying it's now coming down to one possession. <laughs> it's a one possession game. I see what you're saying, and I raise you. LL was in a fucking coma, waking. <laughs> the way he opens with the one eye, like he looks like Charlie. He looks like Charlie. But it's- <laughs> no, no. We got a woman president. Really? Really? <laughs> now we've got slow-mo as she swims back. Thomas Jane running for a better shot. Sweet Saffron grabs a metal ladder rung, which crumbles. The shark is sizing her up. Thomas Jane puts the harpoon down and dives in, yeah. but he is way too late. And he's yelling, Susan, no, don't do it. <laughs> no. Saffron got gobbled up like a crudite. Now the shark is coming for Thomas Jane. But instead of climbing out, he drops down to meet the shark at its level. Why? Because he's a fish keeper. The shark extends his teeth kind of like a vampire. Dumb old Carter. The shark does whatever the swimming version of lunges is at him. And he does a flip away from it. I watched this so many times. I rewound it six times. Holy fucking shit. What a move. I have no idea what happens. You're not paying attention. He does a front flip and he bounces off the shark's nose and then he grabs the fin. What? Guys, he's doing the same maneuver from the beginning of the movie. (laughs) But even better. You are uneatable. He's a uneatable. His brain is growing. Dumb old Carter's brain is getting Dumb. bigger by the second. Dumb old Carter. Hello, <laughs> who is not in shock from losing pints of blood nope. and being attacked by a shark, climbs up with the harpoon. No, he climbed up to the battery. And knows the battery plan? He knows everything. What? He's also a great shot. <laughs> what can I say? Well, he's not because he shoots through the fin of the shark. Shoot it, Breach! And he says, this is for Scoggins. Yeah. Once again, reinforcing that bromance, New York. It goes into Carter, Golden Dumpster. Yeah. Dumb old Carter. Blow it, Preach. Blow it. The battery, not me. Blow it. <laughs> Dumb old Carter somehow got free. He grabs onto the fence. I think the fence peeled him off. Yeah. Because the shark wriggles through. Whatever. It's opening. And holy shit, LL just Oppenheimered that shark. Physics? This explosion. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Massive blood cloud. So much <laughs> blood and shark. It is Oppenheimer. TJ pops up to the surface. Carter! Hey! Bring me some sushi! Enter. Thomas Jane swims back. 45 foot shark. You hit me. Nice. I could have let him eat your ass. Aquatica <laughs> is sinking. Ella asked if he was sure that it was just three sharks. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. And then dumb old Carter takes his legs out of the water anyway. That's more like it. Boat on the horizon. Here comes the next shift. Let me tell you, man. I quit this job. Huh. Oh, take me back to the ghetto. Amen. They lie back on the walkway, helicopter shot, roll credits, and clip this fucking song. You want to put that in your songs? Mm. I kind of think I do, guys. I kind of think I do CT5 songs. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is tough, huh? I don't have room. I can't do it. I'm going to move Venom up. I'm going to get It's Been a While out of here. Whoa. Whoa. I'm going to put right there. LL Cool J. Turns out that it wasn't a while on your list. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Stained. Gotham City's still strong. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> That'll never move. It'll only move up. Who cares if you lose the game? You got this off your chest. I mean, it's just one night of bar trivia. Ooh. One night of bar trivia is sacrosanct us. Trivia is sacrosanct. The license plate pulled from the shark's teeth is the same one found in the tiger shark in Jaws. I'm sorry, before we get to trivia, there's one last thing. The one last line that explains why he was so, what's such a good shot. Take me back to the ghetto. Racist. Or was that the special edition that I got? No, 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 no. He says it. I mean, it was clipped. I think Mace clipped it, yeah. All right, okay. This was the first movie Stephen King saw after his near-fatal encounter with a van. Yes. He stated, my first trip after being smacked by a van and almost killed us to the movies, I went in my wheelchair and I loved every minute of it, which is quite the endorsement when you think about it. Yeah, definitely. Was it during his cocaine era? The Generation 2 Mako is described as 45 feet long and 8,000 pounds. That would make it more than three times the length and four times heavier than the largest Mako shark ever recorded and twice the size of the largest known great white shark. They didn't just pick an arbitrarily large size. They saw that the sharks in Jaws were, I believe, 25 feet. So they said, you know what? We got to make ours one foot bigger in there. That's why they're 26 feet. Yeah, that was, I think, for the the model because it was described as being bigger duncan kennedy was inspired to write the script after he witnessed a quote horrific shark attack on a beach near his home in australia australia mate after which there was quote not really much left of the victim the tragedy contributed to a recurring nightmare of being in a passageway with sharks that could read his mind this motivated him to write a spec script while acknowledging the challenge of approaching a shark movie without repeating Steven Spielberg's classic Jaws. Although Warner Brothers bought the script in 1994, 
Actual development on the project did not start until two years later. When Rennie Harlan was chosen to direct the film, Kennedy's screenplay, which had already been rewritten by several writers, was presented to the Powers couple, who turned it into the film's final script. According to Wayne Powers, the movie became essentially what we wrote. The draft we were first presented with was much more of a military espionage, high-tech action movie, grenade launchers, that type of thing. We wanted our team to include more blue-collar types and not to have weapons to fight back to play it as more of a horror film. The special effects team, headed by Walt Conti, who built Willy in Free Willy, and Zach, you'll be happy to know, he built the snakes in Anaconda. Oh, how about that? Repeat defender, Walt Conti. Oh, the team of him and Frank Welker, undefeated. Yeah. There's more about the animatronic. That was the only interesting thing I found about it. But I do want to get into the Samuel L. Jackson character. Originally, he was given an even lengthier speech before he died. Both he and the FX team thought that the dialogue was absolutely terrible. His speech was apparently seven pages long in the script. And if you know anything about movie scripts, typically the rough rule of thumb is one page, one minute. So he had a seven-minute monologue in that scene. So Samuel L. asked them, you know what? Why don't you just kill me? At first, director Rennie Harlan resisted, wanting the whole speech to be completed before the death. But after a poor test screening, he finally relented, and a new editor cut the death to happen mid-sentence, and thus was born one of the film's most famous scenes. Jackson later called the head of the team and said, best death ever. In the original script, there were two men in the kitchen. Harlan initially thought Jackson would play Preacher, the head chef, but Jackson turned it down, quote, because my agent didn't like it or the part wasn't big enough or some shit I don't know. (laughs) The Oscar-nominated actor said in the DVD commentary, and so Harlan cast LL Cool J's preacher and came up with a different part for Jackson. He said, quote, now you're going to be the richest man in the world, and you're going to have the greatest scene in the movie, and it's going to be a shock to everyone, Jackson recalled. He sent it back, and the part was Russell Franklin, and I was like, yeah, this is great. I've done a lot of different things in movies or had a lot of things happen to me in the movies, but nothing like what happens to me in this one. In the original cut of the movie, Susan not only survives, but delivers the fatal blow to the shark before embracing Carter. However, during test screenings of the film, audience members were so incensed that Susan, who orchestrated the whole disaster and was unlikable to boot, that they repeatedly yelled, Die, bitch. Whoa. During the final act. Whoa. I mean, you didn't tell me you were in a test group. (laughs) Or that Dennis was there either. (laughs) They also disliked that LL's preacher character had to die during the ending. As a result, the ending was reshot to have Susan perform the heroic sacrifice to stop the shark from escaping the perimeter fence. While her role was slightly toned down and preachers was beefed up to make him more of a heroic character. Rennie Harlan forced the studio into hiring LL Cool J because he wanted a character who could bring, quote, a lot of warmth and humor to the film without it being joke-type humor. He was originally going to be shark meat quite early on, Harlan said, but he was so good we kept him around. The rapper-turned-actor did many of his own stunts, and Harlan said he also complained the least out of all the actors, which is a nice drive-by of everybody else. LL was really determined to do a good job on the film, to do whatever it took to make it work. I mentioned this earlier, but there's a little bit more exposition in this trivia. Ridiculous science aside, Susan's research may have been in danger of getting lost anyway because they were saved on iOmega zip disks. <laughs> zip disks held more data than floppy disks, 
but the mechanism on the disk itself was prone to getting caught in the hard drive and corrupted data. They completely fell out of favor after USB sticks were introduced to the market, which held way more data, were easier to use, did not require extra hardware to use, and were way more durable. If nothing else, they're waterproof. Harlan really wanted to surprise the audience, and to do that, he took a cue from Alien. Quote, most of the cast is unknown, and the only person we really recognize is Tom Skerritt, he explained in the DVD commentary. He was the captain, and when things start going wrong, we relied on him. He's going to lead us to safety. And then halfway through the movie, he gets taken away, and it's a shock, and you don't know what to trust. So Harlan cast Samuel L. Jackson early in the process with the intent of killing him off and made the rest of the cast relative unknowns. We cast Sam in this part where he's very powerful, very smart. He's the oldest of the group. You really think he's a movie star. He's going to take care of business. He's the one we can rely on. He's going to be saved. They made the character's speech long and corny and pompous on purpose, like Amin was talking about. I knew the audience would be groaning and saying, oh, come on, this is pompous. But it had to be pompous for the surprise to work. It had to take you to a place where you get a little uncomfortable and start squirming in your seat and saying, oh, these filmmakers are stupid. They think we're going to buy this whole story. It's just a little too much. And just when we get to that place, we're going to take everything away that you believe and everything you thought was going to happen in this film. And then you have the audience hooked. All right. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, dude. Deep Blue Sea reused some props from other films. The plane that McAllister and Franklin fly out to the Aquaticon had been used in the Harrison Ford. Yes. And Hesh movie. Yeah. Six days, seven, seven nights. nights. Yeah. File. I was going to bring that up when... <laughs> Zach called her fake Anne H, but I saved it for now. Yeah, me too. They also used the escape sub that had been used in another Samuel L. Jackson movie, Sphere. Oh, eligible. Shot in the same Fox Studios Baja complex where Titanic was filmed. Having made Cutthroat Island at sea, Rennie Harlan was determined to make this movie under the most controlled circumstances possible. After the shoot at Fox Baja Studios wrapped, he then insisted they go to the Bahamas to shoot with real sharks. The idea was to mix footage of real sharks with animatronic and computer-generated sharks to ensure a seamless transition between them all. Yeah, seamless. <laughs> Recounting his experience there, Thomas Jane, who's been scared of sharks his whole life, said, quote, the first day I was in a cage, but the next day they swim me 30 feet down. Then this guy yanks the breather off me and the water's turning with blood and guts and stuff. It was so terrifying that I don't want to remember it. Twice during the underwater sequences, actress Asson Saffron can be spotted giving the universal out-of-air signal mm -hmm. to the support crew by dragging her fingers across her throat. Throat. Preacher's description of the theory of relativity is adapted from a quote by Einstein. Put your hand on a hot stove for a minute and it seems like an hour. Sit with a pretty girl for an hour and it seems like a minute. That's relativity. During the opening scene, it is implied that the shark became more aggressive in attacking the boat of the teenagers because of the blood-like wine that spilled off the boat. But why would a shark mistake the smell of wine for blood? Until you realize that it's thanks to the shark's enhanced brain that it's ignoring the its instincts of smell what? and relying on things like assumptions, just like a human would. What? There wasn't a huge budget for the movie, and director Randy Harlan said, quote, there was lots of discussion about should we have the parrot? Should we not have the parrot? So we opted to have the bird, but we couldn't afford a Hollywood parrot, a parrot that is fully trained and comes with its professional trainers and does tricks and speaks on cue and so on. So we decided to go with a parrot from Mexico City. <laughs> the production actually used two parrots, <laughs> one that was good at flying and one that was adept at sitting on LL Cool J's shoulder. LL Cool J and Michael Rappaport are both from New York God and they it. have New York accents. What? Shut the fuck up. You already said that. Yo. You son of a bitch. Two people gave a thumbs up as helpful. 
The Spears makeshift bomb is constructed from flare gun cartridges. The cartridges are disassembled. The black powder is poured into one of the original Spears. The Spear has a steel cable attached to it, and when it's connected to a car battery, the bomb explodes. This was busted in a 2008 episode of Mythbusters. Body count, nine, four by shark attack, four by explosion, one by drowning, 10 if you include the bird. That's it? I'd like you all to do an experiment on a plant, something that uh, may benefit mankind. And if you would devise something that's groundbreaking, I guarantee you a A in this course. Oh, well, hold on, man. You firing me? You can't, you can't do that, Lionel. Look, man, if you, if you don't want me to have a foreman job, I understand, but I need my fucking job, man. Lewis Pinnock Accent Award. Frank Welker is the parrot. Stellan Skarsgård and Jacqueline McKenzie, American accents. He's Swedish. She's Australian. Wait a sec. He does not have an American accent. He talks like Stellan Skarsgård in every movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is disqualified, <laughs> sir. And the Sam Jackson tattoo impression. I would also add Saffron's English accent, even though she's from London. I think it's either Frank Welker or Sam Jackson here. I'm going to give it to Frank Welker because just more. Sam Jackson had the one line. Yeah. Frank Welker. I'll go with that. Goated. <laughs> Let's show them who the horsemen are, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we got soul. Five horsemen. The twin dueling banjos of exposition and jargon. We've got, we built the sea base and sharkies on CGI and shark vision. I've also got bad writing. I'm diving like an Olympic diver doing six somersaults in the air before I barely make a ripple in the water as I enter it. It is bad writing by a country mile. There's so many confusing lines. The Samuel L speech, yeah. which is delivered incredibly. He's great, so he delivers it. Yeah. But it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, it's such bad writing. It developed a taste for murder. You think water's fast? Try ice. What? <laughs> A frozen slower version of water? <laughs> it literally stops moving. Breathe in through nose, out the mouth. Ash on, ash off. off. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Teddy Rex, Moosey Teddy Rex. Ass on, fucking ass off. Ass on, fucking ass off. Michael Bean Memorial Ass On Award. Saffron. Yeah. That's it. Sweet saffron. Ass on saffron. Pretty impressive. Next gen carry, ass on. Mm-hmm. Okay, Susan. <laughs> Carl Weathers Memorial Ass Off Award. Valiant effort by the parrot. <sighs> that shark at the end and Samuel Jackson, but. Shark at the end, yeah. You know, it's LL. It's LL Cool J, man. What a performance. He's incredible in this movie. He's a legitimately good actor. And has been kind of from the start. He wouldn't know it because he's been on NCIS Los Angeles for 57 years. But <laughs> once upon a time, yeah. Yeah. Are you good at keeping secrets? Absolutely. Because I've got a, a present for you. Secret present outside by the dumpster. Is it a baseball mitt? To fit you like a baseball mitt, like a glove, I hope. Golden Dumpster nominees. You got Thomas Jane with the setup, wrangling the shark and then flipping over the mouth of the shark and mounting it at the end. <laughs> Got the tension between LL and the parrot with the creme fraiche when they cured Alzheimer's 
It's firing! <laughs> With shark stem cells. The shark throwing Stellan at the glass like it wants to play fetch. Oh, my God. LL tough guy talking the shark before blowing it up in the kitchen. Yeah. Sam Jackson monologue before he gets murked. LL Cobra formulas Einstein theory of relativity. The shark aside of Michael Rappaport, LL killing the last shark with his crucifix, and Thomas Jane doing the front flip at the end. I've got dumb old Carter giving us his theory on how the license plate got stuck in the shark's mouth. Dumb old Carter. I've got the most brilliant man ever. He's pissing into the wind. How brilliant can he be? We've got my lock it in. Yep, you already picked it. LL shivering. Yeah. And then also LL falling backwards as he's holding on to the <laughs> shelf. All right. I, I'm going to pick. Thomas Jane unknowingly giving us a nickname for the rest of this podcast of Dumb Old Carter. <laughs> Dumb Old Carter. I've seen this movie probably 10 times. I've never noticed that before. And it's so fucking funny. Gabriel Cash. <laughs> Dumb Old Carter. Dumb Old Carter. I'm going with the Cobra formula, Einstein theory of relativity from LL Cool J, especially because they had to finish it off with Rappaport saying, I spent four years at Caltech and that's the Best physics explanation I've ever heard. Roscoe, <laughs> the best chip I ever had. Oh, man, Roscoe. Justice, Justice for Roscoe. <laughs> Justice for Roscoe, indeed. Uh, All right. Well, Maze, you picked a motherfucker. Motherfucker. I like that. Overfile. I did a pre-watching tin for this movie after never having seen it before. I watched it again with great delight. It was really funny because I took really basic notes the first time. So just reading through my original notes was an experience. <laughs> A lot of the notes were there from the beginning, like Safford Burroughs, the next Jane Carey. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about LL and Samuel L. Jackson's first interaction. <laughs> uh, brother. <laughs> brother. Doctor. That was a good cake. <laughs> the sweet Annie Zero Tension Award between Tom Jane and Safford Burrell. Oh, the sweet Annie Award. So there's a lot of gold even in that first watch. The action is pretty good. The sharks are pretty hilarious. The dialogue, which you guys made the horseman because it's so bad. I liked how into it they were though they were delivering it with conviction yeah even though it was a lot of nonsense they believed it at least it was a formulaic movie but it was a good time it's a file man i mean i had fun man i'm not just saying this you can ask the levitar people because i was watching it in the studio like in the little living room area everyone was like why is it mean laughing so hard it was so funny every time ll came on the screen i fucking smiled he made me happy. Samuel L., of course, can do no wrong, even when he's got the worst lines ever written for him. And even sweet Saffron's ass on Saffron, <laughs> as bad as she was, there was something fucking hilariously endearing about how awful she was. Yeah. Skarsgård was ass off. He's fantastic, yeah. You got Thomas Jane. You've got Ida Turturro. So I'm like, hey, you know what, man? Fuck it. Like, I had fun watching this movie. I didn't drag it all, even though it was like 144, I believe. This is a file for me. I've thought this is one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen since I saw it in the theater, and I fucking love it. No preamble. It's an easy file. Wow. I'll watch this every time. I fucking love this movie. Never would have guessed it was a sweep. Deep green sea. <laughs> Make sure. 
You set up your Pover file, your Golden Dumpster, your Ass On, your Ass Off, your Five Horsemen, your Lewis Pinnock Award, your Sweet Annie Award, your Plot <laughs> Liftoff, at Talk Hoops, at Darth Veen, at Corn Buzzle, at Pod, at Count the Dings, or drop it in that Discord, patreon.com slash Count the Dings. I'm going to recycle this joke. I don't know what your vagina looks like, Sweet Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch that movie again. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you got it wrong. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade. You're up next. What's your pick? All right. Well, there are a lot of really good picks on the board. Frank Welker's resume alone. You know, Michael Rapport could take us to Metro, could take us to Sixth Day. Oh, Schwarzenegger. LL could take us to Toys, Rollerball, Grudge Match. Even Samuel L., you know, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. I've never seen it. It seems like a fun cast and maybe a fun movie. Oh, yeah. There's a lot there. But something that's been brought to my attention, it's been over 50 years over 50 cinephobe years since Nicolas Cage has been here. Uh-oh. Really? Uh-oh. I'm taking you back to 1993. Oh, no. Okay? Jeez, man. No, no, no. I'm no. using Samuel Jackson. No. Can we get some 21st century ma'am at some point? I'm taking you to Samuel Jackson's The Daisy Chain Link. No. He stars with Nicolas Cage, 17% from the critics, 31% from the audience. No. 1993 comedy. It's an hour and a half. It's Amos and Andrew. <laughs> oh, oh. Ah, Zach. You really? God damn it! What? You really? What happened? Yeah. All right, man. What? <sighs> Nicholas Cage, Sam Jackson. What's wrong with that? What's it about? Well, you know. Tune in next week <laughs> as reality changes sides yet again. It's a buddy comedy. Jesus Christ. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs>